It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Inside Sources with Lloyd Matheson. We're going to shift gears just a little bit now as we project forward into the new year. Obviously, we'll continue our coverage of the visit of President Zelensky to the White House and then a uh, press conference coming up in about an hour and 10 minutes from now and then an address to the joint session of Congress a little later on. Uh, we're going to shift gears now. We're going to look at something that's very fascinating to me, a little under the radar right now. And that is, of course, when Republicans take control of the House on January the 3rd, uh, they've already announced and, and forecasted uh, a myriad of planned investigations in the new year as they have that power. Uh, but it's really interesting. I think the uh, the one that they're worried about most is not the one you would think about. The headlines, of course, splatter around in terms of investigation into Hunter Biden and his laptop and all of those kinds of things. Uh, but the one that seems to be under the radar but has the White House and the administration wringing their hands a little bit would be a congressional oversight, a probe into the Afghanistan pullout. Uh, a great piece in the Washington Post, as always, uh, Yasmin Abutalab, a White House reporter for the Washington Post. Uh, just such great reporting and great writing. Uh, Yasmin, thanks so much for joining us again. Oh, thanks so much for having me. Uh, so so describe this for us just a little bit. Uh, most people think that the White House is worried about uh, these probes into Hunter Biden and, you know, whatever else the, the Republicans will come up with in the new in the new Congress. Uh, but tell us a little bit about why the administration would be more concerned uh, about congressional hearings about the Afghanistan pullout? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, and this is something that surprised me, too, when I started hearing it from some White House officials. Uh, the Hunter Biden probe has, of course, gotten all the attention because that could be very personally difficult for the president. And, and to be sure, uh, White House officials do think that that probe is, is going to be, you know, a, a pain and, and will take a personal toll on the president. But I think the thing that has gotten lost in this a little bit is that with the Afghanistan probe, you know, this is something that happened under President Biden's watch. It is was the worst moment of the administration so far. It's the moment where the president's approval began to, to take a, a serious nosedive and, and really didn't recover. It started to go back up a little bit, but it hasn't gone up that much, even after passing all this legislation and some very popular policies. Um, and, and a better than expected showing in the midterms. And this is something that they cannot just dismiss as a partisan witch hunt or some partisan inquiry, because this is well within Congress's purview, whereas with Hunter Biden, they can very easily argue this is something uh, highly political. This is just to go after the president and to damage him personally, because Hunter Biden is not and has never been a government employee. So this is really not something that's of concern to ordinary Americans, whereas you can't really make that argument when it comes to the Afghanistan withdrawal. Yeah, I think that's such an important distinction. And you really articulate that so well in your piece in The Washington Post uh, with some of your colleagues. And it, it is such a, a significant thing. I think for many Americans, of course, there were 13 deaths uh, of U.S. service members uh, by that suicide bombing. Of course, there were a string of other things uh, and just images that were so Hard, I think, for the American people to take after uh, 20 years there in Afghanistan. And then you add to that some of the reports uh, coming out over the last few days in terms of those 
major steps back for women in terms of education and, and opportunities there as the Taliban kind of tightens its grip on all of the people. Uh, so so what else do you say uh, see coming from this kind of, of probe and this oversight and hearings uh, in the house, on the House side of the, uh, of the, of the building uh, in terms of what that might mean for the administration and how they will try to handle that? I think there are a few things to look out for. So I think first, you know, the White House argued that they are prepared for this investigation. They have been preparing for it for months. And they also say, you know, look, we have been cooperating with Congress for 15 months because a number of probes started right after the withdrawal and right after it was clear it had been chaotic and that U.S. service members had died. And then, of course, thousands of um, Afghan interpreters who worked for the U.S. government got left behind. I think the bigger fear here is, you know, one, you're resurfacing some very difficult traumatic moments uh, from this time period, August 2021, for the administration. Um, And we sort of moved past it, but that, of course, these probes could bring it back up. You could have these sound bites on TV of service members, veterans, who you know, whoever sort of recounting some very difficult moments during this whole period. Um, and then, of course, they are going to look closely at the intelligence that the president received um, and whether he had any indication that pulling out when, when he decided to uh, could lead to such a quick collapse of the U.S.-backed government in Afghanistan, which, of course, fell very quickly to the Taliban, um, and, and whether the president, you know, was was misleading or, or had gone against the wishes, which we know has happened in some cases already, had gone against the advice of some of his top advisors, the Pentagon and the State Department. And then, of course, there is a, another element of that some of the agencies within the government were in disagreement about how to do this and the best way to do this. And I think just all of that could come back to the surface. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Yeah, and, and I think that's such an interesting discussion and will be so interesting to see how they do that. Obviously, if it, it becomes overtly or overly uh, political and partisan, uh, that's one thing. I think that would be a big mistake uh, and doesn't help the country either. If we're having this kind of oversight, it should move us somewhere. But, the, of course, the politics will play into it. One thing that I think will be the challenge for the president is uh, all of those things that you mentioned, uh, Yasmin, in terms of uh, information coming in going with or against uh, advice and strategies that were being presented to the president. Of course, this will also be in the backdrop. You pointed this out in your piece that the president will be ready to launch his reelection campaign. And of course, that will also be about leadership. Uh, so how do you see the, the administration navigating uh, what will be subpoenas for sure for key people back up uh, to the Hill? Uh, what else do you see playing out there? Well, for, I just want to say you make such an important point, which is that there is, of course, a, a risk that Republicans overreach on this, in which case that would, I think, discredit a lot of this investigation if it's conducted yeah. in a sort of more responsible way of looking for answers. Maybe look at other parts of the war as well. This, of course, happened under several administrations. Part of this was the deal that President Trump came to with the Taliban. That's a different story. Um, but, yes, you're, you're absolutely right that this will all be unfolding as the president launches what we expect to be his reelection bid. Um, and, you know, I think I think only time will tell how much this could impact that. I mean, polls show 
that Americans have less interest in the Afghanistan probe um, and what happened in Afghanistan, that that's, you know, really faded over time. But of course, that's different if these images and decisions are, are resurfacing and, and brought back into the public domain, which they haven't been for quite some time now. And then, of course, it just means that the president and some of his top aides will have to go ahead and, and, and answer again about what happened and why it happened and why he should still be trusted uh, to have steady U.S. leadership. But I think it's, it's so hard to tell this far out just how big an impact it's going to have on the public perception of the president. I mean, he's battling a few different fronts now, including what could be a very difficult economic picture. So that, of course, could be much more important to the vast majority of people than whatever comes up in the Afghanistan probe. Yeah. And then finally, uh, that that's so true in terms of what happens on the economic front. That will be a, a big challenge in terms of what the American people are focused on, how that matters and, and how that plays out. Uh, I do think one of the things that the American people have been most concerned about, you had you know those visuals of children being handed over uh, to, uh, to U.S. forces. You mentioned uh, those that were kind of left behind, many of our important allies, uh, interpreters, guides, uh, and so on. And then, of course, now these step backs in terms of, of women's rights there. Uh, do you think that kind of becomes a, a focus of this in terms of, uh, you know, presidential leadership? Uh, and as you mentioned, is this a perception problem or is this a real problem for the, the president? I, I think it's both. I think it's a real problem and a perception problem. I mean, the fate of all of these Afghan interpreters who, who risked their lives to, to help the U.S. Uh, with the understanding that they would be helped out and evacuated and who instead got left behind. You know, you could see some very compelling, uh, heartbreaking and tragic stories on that front that could, you know, some people could reflect um, as, as the president's leadership. And then, of course, there is a perception problem. You know, maybe there isn't something new or some huge revelation that will come from the hearings, but it does bring all these questions and these decisions back to the forefront, and it could just bring it back uh, to the public consciousness in a way that it hasn't been for the last year and a half. Uh, great writing, great thinking, great reporting. Uh, as always, uh, Yasmin Abu Talib uh, from, the Wa- from the Washington Post, uh, one of our favorite inside sources from the Post. She's the White House reporter uh, there, and uh, Yasmin, always appreciate your perspective. Great insight. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. All right, again, that's uh, Yasmin Abu Talib uh, from the Washington Post, and she is a uh, she is a great reporter. Uh, and you should check out her piece on the Washington Post. Uh, and this is one that again is kind of under the radar, uh, as uh, attention has been focused on the economy and what's going on in Ukraine. Uh, there are some pieces of that Afghanistan experience that I think will come back up as we get into the new year, and we'll continue to follow it here on Inside Sources. We'll step aside for bottom of the hour news. When we come back, Zoe Young's going to join us. We're going to talk about some of the directions of the public sentiment uh, coming up for 2023. Stick around. We'll be right back. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. 
That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.